As we now find ourselves in a brand new year, a lot of us are thinking of new ways we can grow and monetize our brands. And one way a lot of folks are already doing this is through podcasting. As of April 2021, there were 48 million podcast episodes available to the world. 48 million! So much content you could never listen to at all. In this episode, I want to help you stand out from those 48 million other episodes by sharing my tips on growing and monetizing your podcast in 2022. So let's do this. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to the Creator Club podcast, everyone. It is so great to be with you in this new year. As you know, I have to give a massive shout out to this week's reviewer of the week. This week's review comes from Benita Younger, and Benita titled her review right on time and writes, This podcast came into my life at the perfect time. Before listening, I was feeling really lost about launching my podcast. And after listening, I now have a roadmap for how I want to record and launch. Thanks so much, Katie, for this valuable information. Well, thank you, Benita, for your very kind review. I appreciate every single one of your ratings and reviews. So if you've been listening to the show for a while and you haven't left us a review yet, it would seriously mean the world to me if you went ahead and did that. If you are not an Apple podcast user and you want to be able to support the Creator Club podcast in some way, the best way that you can do that, other than leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, is to take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to right now, post it to your Instagram story, and make sure that you tag me at Katie Steckley. You can also tag my business at Creatorly Media. Any way that you can spread the word about this little show really, really helps me out. I definitely want to continue focusing on Creator Club and continuing to grow it this year. So if you want to help uh, see Creator Club grow as well, then rating and reviewing or sharing the show with your friends is the best way to do that. So thanks again, Benita, and thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate it. So let's start today's episode out with the obvious and chat about choosing your topic. And yes, I'm going to say it, choosing your niche. If you're a longtime listener, then I hope that you're not sick of hearing me talk about niches, but it really is the important place to start with any kind of online content creation process. Oh, and just a tip, the steps that we're going to talk through today, and I've, I've got a list, you know, your girl always loves a numbered list. 
These steps are in this order for a reason. I recommend tackling these steps one at a time and really making sure that you're building from the bottom up so that you can find the most success for your podcast. We really want to stack our progress here. You want to build a solid foundation and then move on from there. So if you are in a good place to do this, I recommend today pulling out a notebook and I'm going to go through some questions and some kind of idea generating conversation. And it might be a good idea to jot some of this down. If you can't, don't worry about it. I know most of us like to listen to podcasts while we're like doing the dishes or driving or whatever. So you can always return to this. But if you have the time, I'd recommend taking some notes because we are going to get into it because I can't wait to see your podcast succeed this year. Okay, so bringing it back to focus, let's talk about choosing your niche. If you are already an established brand or business, you might already have this part determined, but if not, there are a couple of things that you might want to consider. So here are some questions that you might want to just like write down at the top of the page and then make some quick bullet point notes for each of them. So question number one, what are the hot topics in podcasting right now? Number two, which topics provide you with the biggest chance to monetize? Yeah, so if you don't already have a niche or a really specific mission or interest, you might want to consider what topic areas might be the best road for you to take in terms of monetization. Number three, do you have the skills and expertise in that topic to talk about it for years? Yes, I said years, not weeks or months, because it really does take time, as we'll get into throughout the episode, to build up a successful podcast. So yes, as much as it's good to think about what are the topics that I could really like monetize, you need to make sure that you actually do have expertise to speak to that topic and that you could sustain that for a really long time. Question number four, and does this topic bring you joy and connect you with the audience either you already have or the audience that you hope to build. Let's break down all of these questions and talk about different potential routes you could take and kind of my suggestions for you. So starting off with our first question there, what are the hot topics in podcasting right now? What are the trends? What's popular? What is getting lots of listeners? Well, based on the research that me and my team over at Creatorly did, here are some of the biggest topics that are trending in 2022 when it comes to podcasting. The first one, marketing and business growth. Creator Club would fall into this category, potentially some other shows that you listen to as well. This seems to be a really popular subject area when it comes to podcasts. Second one is mindfulness and self-growth. The third is news and noteworthy events. The next is true crime and murder mystery. And finally, motivation and inspiration. You might already be kind of thinking about different shows that you listen to that fall into these big categories. Obviously, don't let this stop you from pursuing a topic that better suits your audience or your interests, but these are just kind of a quick look at some of the overarching topics that are getting a lot of traction from listeners in the podcast space currently. The next question that we need to ask is which topics provide you with the biggest chance to monetize, as I mentioned earlier. 
So podcasts can be a great place to chat and share your thoughts, but they can also be a great source of income, which is probably why a lot of y'all press play on this episode. If you're hoping to monetize your show, it's important to think about how you can monetize before settling on a specific topic. Here is one way that you can do this. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, search your topic idea, and start listening to some of the podcasts in that niche. How are they monetizing? Do they seem to be getting ad spots or brand deals on their show? Are they leveraging the platform to get sales to their own products or services? Are they promoting you know, affiliate links that they're getting revenue from? Does the topic you are discussing provide you the opportunity to recommend products or services so that you can provide affiliate links? These are the kinds of questions that you want to ask yourself because I think a lot of people set out with all kinds of different content creation, podcasting included, and just assume, oh, well, I'll get brand deals and don't really think about, okay, well, what brands might you end up working with? The truth is any type of subject matter can eventually lead to sponsorships and brand deals with a big enough audience. For example, I listen to a podcast that's called Canadian True Crime, and it's just your typical true crime podcast where she talks about, you know, big stories, you know, crime stories from the news in Canada. It's interesting, whatever. We all love a good true crime episode. And it's a very popular show, like probably the biggest one in Canada. And so, you know, she'll have ad spots for like HelloFresh or whatever, like these really big name brands that a lot of us know. But if you had a true crime podcast that only had a couple thousand listeners, likely you won't be able to bag a HelloFresh deal. However, if you had like, for example, with this podcast, a, you know, medium to small size marketing and business podcast, then you might be able to get some brand deals that are for, you know, marketing and content creation software, that kind of thing. And really what this comes down to is the niche. Like, first of all, how marketable is that niche? And then also how specific is it? Because if brands are trying to reach a very, very specific audience and you have that audience, then you'll be able to start getting brand deals even if you don't have a massive audience. Meanwhile, if you go for more general like pop culture subject matter, like for example, true crime is a great example, um, or even, you know, common other topics that we see they're just like lifestyle or maybe like dating or like health or whatever, those things um, might be a little bit harder to get brand deals for when you're smaller because they're a little bit more generic. It's the same way um, to give YouTube as an example, maybe that'll be a little bit more of a familiar space for some of you. If you're just like a general vlogger on YouTube, like let's say like an Emma Chamberlain type, if you are super, super famous, then you can get a brand deal, you know, promoting like basically anything like your, your typical kind of like big name brand. I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, Coke, whatever. But if you're just like a small time creator, you'll never bag those big brands. But if you have a specific enough audience, then you can find very specific brands to work with. So the point is when you are setting out to create your podcast, if monetization is a big priority for you, you might want to think about how you can make your audience specific enough that you are able to then work with brands and reach the specific audience that they are looking for. And maybe part of that is starting out this journey, researching what brands you might eventually partner with. 
and hopefully they're brands that like you maybe also use and love and would want to recommend, right? And then, you know, brand deals aren't the only way to monetize your podcast either. Like I mentioned, maybe you do like affiliate marketing. And if that's the case, then you want to think about what brands can you get affiliate links for? There's a lot that you can get affiliate links for that you don't actually need to be like approved for. They're open to anybody and you can make some money off of that. Then you need to make sure, okay, the brands that I would promote via affiliate marketing, do they align with the content of my show and the type of people that I'm going to be reaching? And then a similar question applies for if you're promoting your own products or services. If you are an existing business or, you know, like coach or freelancer or whatever it is, of course, you want to make sure that your podcast subject matter aligns with your potential clients or customers. So to summarize this monetization section, basically the point is make sure that you are thinking ahead of time about how you might want to monetize your podcast, even though realistically from when you get started to when you could start monetizing will be at least several months, more like probably a year or more. But you still want to know this from the beginning so that you can make sure that from the very first episode, you're crafting your podcast to be the kind of show that you're going to be able to generate an income from. Okay, so that's enough chat about that monetization piece for now. Let's continue to talk about how you are going to select your podcast niche or, you know, subject area mission for your show. The next question is, do you have the skills and expertise in that topic to talk about it for years? Before asking yourself this question, let's define good old imposter syndrome. You've probably heard about that before, but if not, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities or feeling like a fraud. This question is not to make you doubt yourself, but instead to make sure that the topic you settle on is something that you have some level of skill or expertise in and that you have the drive to keep learning and expanding those skills in. When it comes to educating others, you only have to know more than the person that you're teaching. If you are past the beginner level, you can teach those beginner skills to someone who doesn't know anything at all yet. Once you level up from there, you can teach those who are beginners. And then eventually you can teach people who are intermediate and advanced, etc. This has definitely been my personal journey on YouTube, especially I started out teaching very beginner skills after I had learned them throughout my years of, of creating content. And then especially over the past years, as I've been able to actually grow my platforms and see my strategies really yield results for me, now I'm able to teach those strategies as well. So you just want to make sure that you have something to bring to the table and that you're also passionate enough to keep on learning as the years go on and to continue developing those skills so that you can share more. The last question that we need to really dive, the last question that we really need to dive deep into around selecting the mission of your podcast is does this topic bring you joy and connect you with the audience that either you already have or that you hope to build? It's not all about what topic can make you money and what topics match your skill set. It's also about finding a topic that brings you joy. If you select a topic that doesn't fill your cup, you are on the fast track to burnout. Trust me, I have been there. You also want to make sure this topic fits with your current audience or the audience that you're trying to build. 
The idea here is to find a balance between all three of these priorities. So what can make you money, what your audience is going to be interested in, and what brings you joy. If you can find something in the middle of that triple Venn diagram, that is going to be your perfect idea for a podcast. So now that you've got your topic, your mission, your niche in mind, let's move on to preparing your show for success. I know that starting a new platform can be exciting, but the idea here is to grow and monetize your show. And a lot of that is in how much time you take to set your show up for success from the beginning. So we don't necessarily want to rush this. We want to make sure that we're taking steps now that are going to set us up for the long term. I'm going to walk you through five steps you should take before even scripting or outlining your very first episode. So we want to do this now to set ourselves up for success moving forward. The first thing that you want to consider is hosting. Deciding where people will be consuming your content is a necessary step to the process of building a successful podcast. You can use your own website like Squarespace or WordPress. That is what we personally have chosen to do for the Creator Club podcast. We host it on our Squarespace site. Or you can use a third-party service like Simplecast or Anchor. I love to recommend Anchor, especially to beginners, because it's free. It's really, really an incredible service. Regardless of which direction you choose, you can connect these to all of the major podcasting services. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, etc. I like to point that out because I think a lot of people don't know um, the distinction kind of between how podcasting works and how social media works. You know, like you don't necessarily just create your podcast for Apple or for Spotify the same way that you would create a video for YouTube. All of these different platforms host the exact same content just for like different devices or like people's different like preferences for where they like to listen to it and honestly I could go into like a really niche little history of why it's like that but that's probably not going to be interesting to you but the point is you're going to use something like anchor or like your own website and that is where you're going to host your podcast you're going to host it there but Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify will all be able to like plug into that host and play it for people no matter like where they're listening to it. You also have the option, this is like more of a unique one that you might not have considered, of doing a video podcast and hosting it on YouTube. Throughout 2021, we have seen a lot more video podcasts growing, or a mixture of both video and audio. It's never a bad thing to make your content available in multiple different places, but this can add a bit of time to your workflow. I will say it's definitely more time consuming to do a video podcast than just your typical audio podcast. So keep that in mind. Okay, so that's hosting. Next up, branding. Now, again, if you already have an established business or brand, you might already have some branding and that's great. But do you have podcast artwork, an SEO-driven podcast description, and an intro and outro that can hook your audience with those first few seconds? If you want your podcast to be truly successful, these elements are very, very important. If this kind of scares you or intimidates you, don't worry, we can help. You can check out our services at creatorlymedia.com slash services 
for all the details. And we'll link that in the show notes too. We help clients with crafting their intro and outro, writing SEO descriptions, designing podcast artwork, all that great stuff. But shameless plug aside, these brand elements can truly help you stand out and provide you with the professional edge that you need to scale your podcast. And it's really, really helpful if you do these from the outset. Of course, these things can always be changed and edited in the future. But in my experience, the first few episodes that you post are probably going to be your highest listened to episodes forever because a lot of people start listening to podcasts from the beginning. So if you can make sure that, you know, your effective intro and outro and your good SEO is there from the beginning, that's really going to help you a lot. Okay, the next thing to set up before you even start is your content calendar. You can't just say, I'm going to start a podcast and poof, all of your ideas just organize themselves. You know, obviously we wish it was like that as content creators, but if you truly want to build a successful podcast or any social media platform, you need to have a plan. I recommend planning at least one month or more if you're ambitious and like have a bunch of ideas of podcast episode ideas. This can actually help you secure brand deals as well, which we're going to chat about soon. Don't worry. We're going to get to the inside scoop of how we do that a little later in the episode. Um, But it'll also help you be more organized and have a roadmap for your show. There are many different platforms you can use to plan your content, even just good old pen and paper. We recommend and use Notion for all of our content planning on the Creatorly Media team. And I also use it personally for all of my own, you know, YouTube content, Instagram content and all that stuff. We actually have a free Notion content calendar template. I'm going to link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. You can also grab it just at katiesteckley.com slash Notion calendar. This is the template for exactly how I like plan out podcasts, YouTube, all of that stuff. So if you've never tried Notion before, I'd, I'd recommend it. And that is just a completely genuine recommendation, my friends, because I still have not been able to secure a Notion brand deal. But I'm manifesting that for 2022. So if anybody listening has connections, hit me up because I'd love to work with Notion. We've been using them as a team for a while now, and I just think it's a great, great tool for content creators. Okay, so content calendar in place. Let's talk templates. That's right, I highly recommend creating your own templates. If you want to streamline your workflow and help set yourself up for sustaining your podcast long term, you're going to need to create templates of everything that you can. So for example, I would start by creating a script slash outline template so that when you're ready to start writing your script, you have the structure ready to go. Like for example, do you want to have a short intro that really grabs attention? Then do you want to have a portion where you have more of like a casual intro, maybe a reviewer shout out, then you have the body of the episode, then do you want to stop halfway through for a little bit of a plug to one of your, you know, product services or affiliate partners? Then do you want to have, you know, the second half of the episode and then maybe an outro? Like that's just an example of a structure. And if you put that together in a template, like the document that you're going to fill as a script, it's going to help you be faster when it comes to like writing out your podcast outline or script each time. I also recommend creating templates of any social media assets that you plan to make for each of your episodes. If you plan on making an Instagram post or story each time you publish a new podcast episode, then maybe create a few templates ready to go and organized so it makes everything really quick, easy, and consistent every single week. 
For something like this, you could just use Canva. That's what my team loves to use, unless you're doing something a little bit more complex, like you know an audiogram or whatever. There's other tools for that, but Canva is a great tool for creating little social media asset templates that you can reuse over and over again. And finally, the last thing I would recommend getting in mind before you even create that first episode is your future monetization strategy. We will get into different ways to monetize later on in this episode. I know I keep teasing it. Trust me, it is coming. But developing your strategy from the beginning is key. You want to make sure you have a plan in place so that you can set up every episode for success even if you're just starting out. So this is kind of relating to what I was saying earlier about thinking about what brands could you work with? What kind of affiliate programs could you sign up for? Or could you promote your own products or services? These are the kinds of things that you want to have planned out from the very beginning so that you can make the most, especially of those first initial episodes that are probably going to be highly listened to. Now that you have things set up and prepared, you are almost ready to start creating, but you really can't create a podcast without the proper equipment, right? Let's chat about the different products you might need to create a high quality podcast episode. If you are planning on doing a video podcast, you have to think beyond just audio and actually consider what your video quality is going to be like as well. When it comes to video, using your smartphone is always a good option. Some newer smartphone cameras have equal to or even higher quality than a lot of camera options out there. So it's definitely a good idea if you're just starting out. If you are wanting to invest in a camera, I always recommend getting the Sony Alpha A6600 mirrorless camera, which I've personally been using for a couple of years now to record all of my YouTube videos. And I think it is a really, really good option for high quality video. For audio, you can actually use your phone for audio as well, especially if you're a beginner and you're looking to keep the whole process affordable when you're just starting out. However, it would be a bit challenging to use your phone for both the video and audio, in my opinion. If you're using it for audio only, you'll want to find a small, soft, and cozy place to record. Your closet is like a perfect place to try. It's small, and the clothing around you kind of creates a natural like sound barrier, so it kind of is like a little DIY sound studio. I would also recommend holding your phone away and kind of to the side to avoid that popping sound that you might get if the microphone is too close to your mouth. So you might want to have, you know, like a six to eight inch distance between your phone and your mouth. So as you can probably see from this description, like it's not going to capture really great video. It's going to be sort of an odd angle. <laughs> so that's why if you are going to record audio with your phone, um, then the video podcast thing might not work out so great for you. But, you know, there's always creative options. You can use your phone to record audio and get like a little lav mic that you can plug into your phone and record a voice note that way and then, you know, record video on your camera or something like that. So you can always get creative with this. But I think the best beginner option for an audio only podcast is just recording on your phone in the fashion that I described, like in your closet and stuff. If you want to upgrade your audio, you can create a mini podcast studio using a microphone and a recorder. So the system that I recommend that I've like used a lot, especially for clients in the past, and now I will say this is like if you legit want like a little podcast studio. So if you think you're going to be recording in person a lot, so if you're either just recording solo 
or if you're recording with guests, but you're in person, which I know is less and less common now. So this is great for that. If that's not you, keep listening. I got another option. But if you do want to have a little podcast studio in person, the system I recommend is the Zoom H5 recorder. So just search like on Amazon or whatever, Zoom H5 recorder, you'll find it. It's kind of this little like black box basically that you can plug in microphone cables to. So I pair this with an XLR microphone, just one that I got off Amazon. Again, it's like fairly affordable, though the recorder is an investment. I'll admit that. Um, But basically two uh, up to four actually XLR microphones can be plugged into the Zoom H5 recorder. And then you have multiple people all on different audio tracks, which is going to give you the best results if you're recording an in-person podcast. One thing to keep in mind, though, is this is definitely an investment and it's not a great option if you're trying to do online interviews. So if you're thinking that you're starting a podcast, either interviewing local people or you are doing like a multi-host kind of setup with like friends in person, then that might be some good equipment for you to invest in. But I know a lot of you are probably thinking about recording your podcast online. So let's talk about how I would recommend recording your podcast to your laptop. So you will most likely want to use a USB microphone. I really recommend um, Rode's new USB microphone. So they're called the Rode NT USB Mini. If you just search that, you'll find it. I've been using that microphone to record my podcast for probably about a year now, and I really, really love it. The audio quality is great. They're super compact and relatively affordable. I think it's the best bang for your buck quality wise. So that's what I would really recommend. And I use a lot of Rode products for audio when it comes to my YouTube videos and I love their USB mic as well. So that's what I would check out. So that's the Rode NT USB microphone. So basically the method that you're going to use for this depends on if you're recording online with Um, a guest or a host, or if you're recording solo. So for myself, I record these episodes solo and I just use my Rode USB microphone plugged into my MacBook, which a nice thing about these Rode microphones also is that they are just like USB-C to USB-C. So if you have like just a regular MacBook, then you'll be able to plug this directly and you won't need like a converter or whatever from regular USB to USB-C. So I just plug the microphone right in and then because I'm using a Mac, I open up QuickTime and that's just like, you know, the built-in like media player software that comes on a Mac and you can actually go to file record audio and then you can just record like audio directly to your computer and it's very, very easy to set up. There's lots of other great programs you can use. I recommend using Podcastle. If you've been listening for a while, you know Podcastle has been a sponsor of the show in the past. They aren't sponsoring this episode, but I really do love their software. And it's really great for recording either solo episodes or it's really great for interviews, really, because it's all online. You don't need to download any software to your computer to do this. And you can actually edit your podcast within Podcastle as well. So it's kind of an all-in-one system, which is really great. You just send your guest the link to the podcastle room like similar to how you would for zoom or whatever and then you can all start recording so that's a really great option this is great for doing online interviews and it's certainly more affordable than 
the microphone and recorder option that I described previously. However, this wouldn't be a great choice for in-person interviews because um, unfortunately it's very complicated to try to plug two USB microphones into one laptop. I've tried to help clients with that in the past and you really need like an external mixer to plug your microphones into first before putting them into your laptop. So it's a lot easier if you're recording in person to use that like recorder system I was just talking about or to just share one USB microphone which obviously requires you getting a little bit closer to your guest but It all depends. I think in general, if I was going to tell you like what to do for recording your podcast, even if you're trying to record with somebody that you do know in person that you live close to or other like local people in your city, I would still recommend doing it online because when it comes to like what's the most affordable way to get the best quality audio, it's going to be recording online through something like PodCastle and then as the host, I would recommend getting the Rode NT-USB mic and then basically just getting your guest to wear um, corded headphones, like so ideally not Bluetooth and ideally like, you know, the classic Apple headphones that have a little microphone on them. That will be the best possible quality that you can get as a beginner and with guests who don't have equipment. Okay, now that we've talked about the technical side of getting your podcast recorded, it's time to edit it. So let's chat about editing and how you can make your podcast sound super professional. So there are a few options when it comes to editing. You can edit using regular audio and video editing software. Like I personally like to use Adobe Premiere Pro most of the time because I've got my sort of like set up templates in there and I use that for YouTube so I'm really used to it. But you could also use a podcast-specific editing platform like Podcastle, like I mentioned before, um, which is really great. Or like Audacity is a classic one. Or you can outsource your editing, like through a company like mine, Creatorly Media, where we offer podcast editing services. So it really depends on your comfort level and also how much time you have to work on your podcast. So if you do decide to edit for yourself, here are just a few things to keep in mind when you're editing your podcast. Number one, level the volume. You want to make sure all the audio used in your podcast matches so that you don't have people like turning it up and down the whole time that they're listening. So try to make sure that your intro and outro matches the volume of your episode. You want to make sure any ad breaks that you added match as well so that people aren't having to play DJ on their um, volume on their phone while they're listening. Number two, remove background noise. This is something that you need to be mindful of during the recording stage of your podcast because honestly, everybody loves to say fix it in post, but there's a lot of stuff that you can't fix in post. So you just want to make sure that you're in a quiet room if you can. Like when I record, I turn off either like the air conditioning or the heating in my apartment so that you don't hear this huge like HVAC system turning on and off in the background. Um, there's always cars going past my house. There's often honking. So I'll try to like cut that out or pause or like re-say what I was just saying if a car ends up honking in the background. So a lot of the background noise stuff, you kind of need to control that while you're recording. But there's some things that you can fix when you're editing, especially if you use something like PodCastle, like they have a tool called Magic Dust that you can just kind of apply and like it uses AI to sort of like take out any background noise. So that's always a possibility, but mostly you want to make sure that you are doing that while you're recording. Number three, eliminate dead space and ums. <laughs> On your first pass through during editing, you'll want to remove all of the like weird spaces, like your ums, ahs, 
if you make mistakes. Here's just a little tip I have found throughout helping like dozens of different podcasters start their shows that a lot of people feel like when they're recording that if they make one mistake, they need to start over from the beginning or that they should just like cover it up as if they were like talking in a conversation. Like, like I'm sure we're all familiar with how like if you stumble over words or whatever, when you're talking just with a friend, you would just kind of repeat yourself, you know, or kind of just keep going. But if you make a mistake while you're podcasting, think about it while you're talking. This could be a hard um, kind of transition to make when you're just like, you know, you haven't been recording podcasts forever or making YouTube videos. You just want to keep in mind that like you can edit this. So if you make a mistake, instead of just like continuing to talk through it or feeling like you have to start out from the beginning, just know that like start from the beginning of your sentence. You can cut it out. You can cut out anything in the middle. So just kind of keep that in mind. And eventually you'll learn how to speak as though you are going to edit it. And I do think that is just a kind of shift you need to make with your speech patterns. Um, That's something that I really developed through like YouTube videos as well as podcasting. And it really helps you have an overall more like professional presentation in your podcast because you can make sure that you're saying things exactly how you want to say them and then just like cut out any parts that you don't love as much. Speaking of cutting, the fourth thing to do while you're editing is cut the fluff. Podcasts can be a fun way to express your thoughts, but sometimes we just keep going and going and, well, you get the point. Maybe I'm doing that in this episode. I'm really passionate about podcasts, so I apologize if I'm rambling on here, but you get the point. When you're listening to your podcast and you're editing it, if you start to get bored or you feel like something you said is really off topic, then maybe just cut it out. It's all good. Nobody has to know that it was in there if you feel like, eh, you know what, this isn't providing value. And finally, the last step is to add your music. If you truly want your podcast to feel complete, adding some intro and outro music and maybe even some sound effects at the right times can be a great way to take your podcast to the next level. All right, now that we have completed all of the steps, we built out a really strong niche and mission for the show. We recorded it and now we've edited it. Let's talk about how you can monetize your podcast. Earlier in this episode, I mentioned that creating a monetization strategy would help set you up for success. Here are the various ways that you can monetize your podcast and develop a strategy that will work for your brand. So let's do a little bit of a deep dive into the three main ways to monetize your show. The first one is affiliate marketing. I'm starting with this revenue stream for a reason, and that is because you can get started with this method today, even if you haven't started your podcast yet. If you're unfamiliar with affiliate marketing, this is when you as a creator or an influencer recommends products or services that you love. And by sharing these products or services, you get a small commission. This allows businesses or brands to leverage your audience to share their offerings. This is great for a podcast because you can recommend products and services you already love and use with your audience. And if they feel like this would benefit them and they use your link to make the purchase, you would get a small commission. Fellow YouTuber, Catherine Manning, who I I love her channel. I'm sure a lot of y'all who listen to my podcast probably also watch her recently mentioned in a video um, back in March of 2021. This is like a solid video on affiliate marketing. I highly recommend checking it out that she was able that she was able to make over $12,000 in one month through just affiliate marketing. 
Now, she obviously accomplished this by using her YouTube channel that already had an existing audience, but you can use the same strategy for your podcast as well. Adding this to your strategy now before you ever click record can make sure that if your podcast ends up growing in the future, you have planted these seeds from the very beginning. Because the key to affiliate marketing is not necessarily just having a massive audience and sharing a link once, it's about sharing your affiliate links consistently in all of your content over the years that it takes you to build up your brand. Because like YouTube, podcasts are kind of evergreen. And if you are sharing content that is relevant at any time and people will go back and binge your old episodes, then you wanna make sure you have your affiliate links from the beginning so that you can capture that revenue, whether it's the day after you posted the podcast episode or two years after you posted that podcast episode. There's so many different affiliate programs out there. Reward style is a big one that you can use across a lot of different consumer brands. Amazon is another really big platform that people generate affiliate links for. So you just have to really just Google like affiliate marketing and kind of get started from there. There's so many possibilities. And I love it because it's accessible to you no matter what audience size you have right now. The second main way that podcasts can monetize is brand deals slash ad slots. This is probably the most common way to build an income with a podcast. And this is probably what you've heard of or what you've like thought about when you've considered wanting to monetize your podcast. But I mention it second because it's not something that you can necessarily start right away unless you already have built up a big platform on say YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And then you're like pitching brands when you first start your podcast to say like, I expect to have this listenership. Normally you would have to say, this is my listenership. Will you sponsor the show? Most brands really only want to pay for these like dedicated ad spots if you already have built an audience. So in the beginning, make sure that you're treating your podcast as like a resume for potential pitches that you're going to send to brands. You want to make sure you're building a target audience so that when you're able to reach out to brands or maybe they even reach out to you, you have built an audience that kind of aligns with who they see their customer as. If you would like an episode where I talk about my experience with doing brand partnerships in general and my whole journey with it, let me know because I'm kind of entering into this new year with a sort of fresh look at how I want to approach working with brands because it's something that I've always kind of done on the side and I've never really like considered myself like an influencer that does brand deals. I've just kind of like taken what's been available or like opportunities that have come up and I'm really trying to take a more active approach this year. So I actually have like a whole notion database of like potential brands I want to work with and like notes and like a process for like reaching out and following up. It's kind of similar to like a sales process, but it's like a, a pitching process or I guess I'm selling ad spots you could say. So anyway, let me know if you'd want an episode about that. You can always hit me up on Instagram at Katie Steckley, like send me a quick message or whatever and uh, we can plan to make an episode about that in the future. The final way that you can monetize your podcast is products and services. If you want to create and offer a digital product or even merch, you can naturally mention these offerings in your podcast and over time, eventually as your podcast picks up, so will your sales. Because again, 
this is something I would start from the very beginning. Your content is evergreen. So in my first ever podcast episodes that I made where I was talking about, you know, Instagram growth and say I mentioned that I provided Instagram audits, even now, years later, if people listen back to that old episode, they'll hear about my Instagram audit and they might go to creatorlymedia.com to purchase one. So the earlier you can start promoting this kind of thing, the more you'll be able to build up your sales over time. So I would recommend if you are completely starting from scratch with building a business with your podcast, you could consider building out a digital product from the very beginning that would be a good offer to your potential audience so that you can promote it even from the very first episode. You might not be getting a lot of listeners on your podcast now, but what if your show blows up a month from now? If you already started mentioning your products or services in your past episodes, those sales might just blow up too. If you have already started your podcast, or maybe this episode has inspired you to dive in and get started, but maybe you're feeling a bit stuck or you're feeling intimidated by some part in the process, my social media agency, Creatorly Media, does offer a podcast audit service, which will provide you with an in-depth analysis of your podcast and a plan for marketing your podcast in the future too. You can find this linked in the show notes, or you can just head over to creatorlymedia.com and click on our little products tab and you'll see all the audits that we offer. In addition to our podcast audit, we've got a whole range of podcast services to help you out at no matter what stage in the podcasting journey you are at. So I hope this podcast was useful for you and I'm so excited to see what you do with your podcast in 2022. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.